Back in 1970, two psychologists conducted an experiment at Princeton Theological Seminary, and they based it on the passage of Scripture about the, the, good, the, the good Samaritan. Remember the story about this man was going on the journey, and as he was going on the journey, he was attacked and left by the side of the road. And when he was left like dead on the side of the road, the rabbi passed by, the, prince, the priest passed by, people passed by, and the Samaritan was the one who stopped and looked after him. So what they did was they got a person to lie in a doorway and to pretend that they were seriously sick, in need of medical attention, and when somebody passed by, to cry out for, for help and to moan as if you're in great pain. So they got the students together and they divided them into two groups. One group, they gave them the passage of Scripture about the Good Samaritan. The other group, they gave them something unrelated to helping people, something else to read. But then of those two groups, they divided them again. So the group that got the Good Samaritan story, they divided them into two. And one of them, they said, you have to go to this lecture hall where the person was outside, and you have to go there very quickly because there's a dis very distinguished professor and he's about to give a very important lecture. And the other group who didn't hear this, they said to them, they separated them, okay, there's a lecture there by this professor, take your time, you have an hour to get there. Then they went to the other group and they divided them in two. And the same thing, one was a high hurry group, the other was a low hurry group. And then they, they set them out. So given that it was a very distinguished uh, theological seminary, and they were all studying to become leaders of churches, I think the expectation would be that any of them, they're good, compassionate people, any of them, you would expect that when they saw somebody lying in a doorway, crying out in pain, that all of them would stop. But that wasn't the case. You would expect even more that those who had read the passage of Scripture about the Good Samaritan, that they would stop in particular. But what the research and the experiment showed that there was one defining aspect to the whole thing. That the people who did not stop, whether they were reading Scripture or not, were people who were in a hurry. So they were in such a hurry to get there, they didn't even see or hear that person crying out in pain. Now, this is back in 1970, back before Twitter, back before cell phones, I think. When did cell phones come in? It wasn't in the 70s, was it? Not in Ireland, anyway. No, it was after the 70s. Back before the internet, back before, imagine the pace of life then and the pace of life today, which is incredibly worrying 
Because if we are rushing so much that we don't even see a person who is in pain, then we are in trouble, big trouble. Because remember the story of Jesus about the great judgment. Insofar as you did it to one of these little ones, you did it to me. And the people said, Jesus, when did we see you hungry or homeless? When did we see you sick and in prison and not visit you? And they, Jesus said to them, insofar as you did it to one of these little ones, you did it to me. And that is what Jesus is speaking about in, in, in the gospel of today, when he's talked about the greatest commandment. There were 600 precepts or prescriptions that, that the, 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 the rabbis discussed in their day. And they were constantly saying which one, arguing over which one was the greatest. And that is why a rabbi comes to Jesus and says, okay, all these different leading rabbis tell us which is the most important. So which one do you say is the most important? And Jesus picks a passage from Deuteronomy and a passage from Leviticus. And he put them together like, and nobody else had picked those two specific passages to say this one is the greatest. And what Jesus wants to communicate is there can be no love of God unless there is love of, of the people who are the people who are on the outside of society, the stranger, the vulnerable, the one crying out in, 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 in a doorway in pain. But that's going to, to kind of the extremes because it's rare that we, we encounter somebody like that in a doorway. But what, what we do encounter is people who can be insignificant in our lives. A few weeks ago, I was going to a conference on Renew My Church with the Cardinal. And uh, <laughs> if I don't get a very large Dunkin' Donuts going to these meetings, I fall asleep. <laughs> so I went and I got a Dunkin' Donuts, a large coffee. And I turned to the young gentleman behind the counter and I said, thank you very much when he was giving me back my credit card. And he looked at me. Do you know what he said? He said, you're the first person who said thank you to me in hours. And I found that incredibly shocking. Incredibly shocking. Because I don't think people are that rude. But what I do think is we are in such a hurry we, we fail to show kindness and respect to other people. Sometimes we fail to even notice them. Do we show kindness and respect to people who are checking us out in a store? Do we even look to see what their name is? I know Marianos always have their names. Do we address them by their name? Are we respectful? Are we kind to them? Dorothy Day has a, a beautiful saying that you can't love God unless you are able to show kindness and respect to the person you love the least.
So what Jesus is saying in the greatest commandments is the pathway to entering into union with God, the pathway to experience incredible love and forgiveness and peace in your life is by showing kindness and respect to the last, the least, and the lowly that you meet every day. The insignificant people, the outsiders, those who are, who are scorned, those who are pushed out to the fringes, those who are excluded. It is in the stranger, it is in the alien, it is the, those people, that we call them those people, they're the ones in where we are going to encounter God in our midst today. And that is what Jesus is saying is the greatest commandment. The interesting thing about this scribe was, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Meaning, there was something missing from the scribe's life. And what was missing was in Jesus saying it to him, was an invitation to discipleship. He was not far because he knew what was expected, but he wasn't willing to do it. And it is in the willingness to do it that you become a disciple of Christ. So now we have heard what is the greatest commandment from God, from Jesus Christ. Let us not be like the scribe and be not far from it. Let us be willing to do it and become disciples of Jesus Christ.